0: When I, when I went overseas, what I really focused on was how they develop their kids, right? What do you they, mean by that? So there's less games, right? There's more development, there's more training. They're, they're focused on skill set.
1: I'm here with Franklin Marquis Robinson, otherwise known as Frank Robinson. Yes, sir. Uh, American professional basketball player, a Compton, California product, NBA draft 2008. Playing career 2008-18. Yes, good? sir. 10 years. Current owner, co-owner of District. Yes, sir. The District. The District. Yes, sir. Tell people who don't know what the District is.
0: Uh, the District is a, a high-performance sports complex um, that, where we develop, mold, and uh, help refine the, the not only the basketball skills but the, the life lessons and, and, and uh, quality of life for the for our young youth athletes.
1: Confirm or deny that there is a music mixing studio as well as an e-gaming studio within your facility. Absolutely, yes, sir. Why did you put that in, and how did you decide to put that in?
0: Well, uh, we 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 always felt that basketball would be the carrot, right? Um, our focus is to try to create conscious citizens, um, help young app student athletes understand that you know basketball is a vehicle and not the end game. Say that
1: again, and what does that mean?
0: Uh, so, so to play basketball um, and to train, practice, do all of the get your rest, eat right, all of those things help you to to last longer in the game, right? But we all have a shelf life. Um, your playing career uh, most likely won't be as long as the rest of your life, right? So, if we're able to uh, offer resources um, and experiences for these young kids starting in like fourth, fifth grade. By the time they're in college, they've seen so many different things that they know that basketball is the way that they'll be able to touch some of this stuff, but it, they'll be able to venture off in other things inside of the industry.
1: Are you going to have uh, financial literacy courses? Are you going to have other life lessons besides music production yeah. and e So, so we,
0: we have four pillars, um, mental, mental health, mental agility, financial literacy, uh, health, um, physical and te- health? Physical, uh, and, and, and nutrition, okay. both, right? And then we have uh, technology. Um, so being able to have different seminars and stuff like that are things that we've already implemented. Um, our youth program, uh, we have a mental uh, agility course um, with Dr. Shannon Stanford that we, uh, we conduct every other week. Um, so. When
1: you say mental agility, what does that mean to people? Who so just anything?
0: just checking in, right? Like mental health, stuff. mental health stuff. Yeah. So we call it mental agility just because of the the, the terminology, um, and then how it how it relates to sports, right? So, in order to perform at your peak level, um, you, at some level you have to understand who you are as a person and how to process your emotions. So we felt like uh, starting to implement that by sixth grade. Um, will help these kids with all the repressions that, that comes with social media and stuff like that.
1: Where is this facility in Los Angeles? Uh, Chatsworth. Chatsworth. Um, yeah, Why Chatsworth of all the places you go? Uh,
0: so I moved when I when I moved to the valley when I was fifteen years old, I went to Chatsworth High School. Yeah. Uh, never left. You, you know? were
1: you had a pretty successful career at Chatsworth. I did. Talk about that a little bit. I
0: did. So uh, I transferred, was uh, ineligible because of the transfer the transfer
1: rule. Then not not at that now. point. No,
0: yeah, yeah. And now, uh, I mean, at that point, I was forced to play JV. Uh, you,
1: you 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 were forced to play JV? I played JV. What year in school were you forced a to play? A junior. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So I averaged 45
1: points a game. <laughs> All right. And, if and, that's what you want me to do, <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to show and,
0: and I And I really had that approach, right? It, it, you're, you're telling me that I can't play basketball because I
1: moved. That's such an arbitrary, punitive way right. of looking at
0: things. And, and, and now instead of pouting about it you know i took that that opportunity to learn how to be a guard right you know mm-hmm. i was 6-3 super athletic so so you were
1: playing the the, 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 sm- four. the three or four yeah you the four.
0: i was playing the four my freshman and sophomore year yeah and you know i'm, I'm out in palmdale right mm-hmm. so there, nobody's really seeing me so or at that point no one had the resources or knowledge to teach me how to be a guard or even know like, hey, he's not gonna grow. Let's teach him how to play basketball to, uh, for his position. Yeah. Um, so I had ample game opportunity with, with minimal you know, uh, risk of losing because yep. I was so much more better than the players that were there. So I, I took that opportunity to learn how to handle the ball, how to make decisions. Um, and, That's and, fantastic. You made yeah. the
1: best out of the situation.
0: Absolutely. It, and it was funny, man. I, I remember being at a game, one of my games, and Henry Bibby was the coach at USC. Henry Bibby,
1: USC coach, <laughs> son, Mike Bibby played pro Absolutely. ball. Absolutely, yeah.
0: and, and he comes to my game, but then leaves for the varsity game. You know, oh, kidding so, me. <laughs> so, and then we fast forward, I get my, my rookie year as a pro, I played with Mike Bibby. Did
1: he remember that experience?
0: Absolutely. Mike. Mike. And Henry both told me that they remembered that
1: situation. He, he obviously came to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. How did that feel knowing that there was a college coach coming to watch your game? Man, I, I was so green at the time.
0: You yeah. know, when I moved to the Valley, I didn't even know I was ranked, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea what any of that stuff meant. Um, so, I just was playing, you know. And But as I got older, and he recruited me again right before he was let go from USC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he reminded me of that and I started to really understand that, you know what type of player um or trajectory that I was going moving towards
1: when you started to understand that you had some potential to go beyond high school did it um, go to your
0: head in short and, and man to be honest I didn't really start taking it serious until my junior year of college um and and I I, I I try not to say that too much because I don't want the kids. Yeah. But you know, I, I always I'm able to say, hey, like, what if I would've started earlier? You know, what if I would have took the training serious earlier? How much would I have learned? you know, and, and been in a different situation. Is that
1: what you're doing now for students, is trying to give them something that you wish you had done earlier?
0: Yeah, so a, a lot of our philosophy is based off of what I learned overseas. So your
1: senior project in college yeah. was the district yes. in some capacity. So yeah. explain what that means.
0: So when I was taxed with building a facility for a nonprofit organization.
1: This is part of what class?
0: Uh, it was my public relations class. Okay. I, was, I was taxed with building that and then building a, uh, a PR plan for that facility. That
1: could just be a very rote, very normal, uh, you know, minimum effort kind of assignment. So, what about that struck you? Because that that sounds like, if it indeed was the framework yeah. for what you were going to do, how how did that resonate
0: more deeply? My or God, did it? my Godfather's program was called Spirit of the North, okay. and we played we played for him. So I. <laughs> i'm looking i'm thinking about it like wow we go from gym to gym to gym to have practice what if we just had our own you know that's what you thought that's what i thought so i wanted to build something that that started off as a gym and then ultimately uh as i got older and i had my experiences overseas and i watched the development and i watched the, the multiple facilities fail um
1: what, what do you mean by multiple s- facilities fail? so
0: like the hacks right the hacks it uh it lasted for what five six seven years maybe right what was what was the problem, and why didn't the hacks uh, work out?
1: Explain what hacks is to people who don't know what hacks. So, so the hacks was the
0: first um, facility that had multiple courts, a weight room, uh, upstairs, downstairs, uh, a, a lounge, stuff like that.
1: For those people who who don't know, and I would imagine a large subset of people who are listening to this conversation do know. There's an entire industry that's sprouted up around the country, across yeah. the country around facilities, yes. multiple court facilities yeah. that look like just general warehouses where you walk in and see shelves and boxes and rows and aisles and and, and, and so on and so forth. Correct. But you walk in and there's 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 courts. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So that was the, the first iteration of that was The Hats. Where was that? Was it in Southern it was, California?
0: It was in Inglewood. Okay. Yeah, it was in Inglewood, It was right off the 105 Freeway. That's at the a pretty airport. visionary thing. Yeah.
1: When? Yeah. What years were that?
0: This was. I was in college, so it had to be 2005, six, seven, around then. From
1: your market research, what was successful about it, and why did it fail?
0: Um, I, I think, I think, one, the location, right. It, it, when you build those type of facilities, if there's not a lot of of, of families that can afford the services, then you kind of hit a wall at some point, right? When, when it's that big, and you're in the middle of Inglewood I mean, it's you know you're you're talking about a place where it's not it's not cheap to live. The you economics know, the, the don't economics, quite work. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and when I when I went overseas, what I really focused on was how they develop their kids, right? What it, do you mean by that? So there's less games, right? There's more development. There's more training. The, they they're focused on skill set. When I got cut from Atlanta, um, it let me know that. You know, it doesn't matter how good you are or, or if you're better than certain people on the roster. Um,
1: what, was, what was that about?
0: It's, it's somebody else's decision, right? Like, yeah. the coach may see a better fit. The GM or management may see a better fit. And you're disposable at that point, right? So the moment I got overseas, I started to really reflect on that. Like, okay. I what, probably, was
1: that a painful thing to be cut in that regard?
0: Yeah, because I was better than the guy that, that made it. You know, um, but I also knew I wasn't ready for the NBA. And and the great thing about what the Hawks did for me, they put me on a team in Euroleague as a as a rookie with one of their coaches that, that's a scout for the Hawks. So oh, they, that's beautiful. Yeah, it was perfect. So they, they 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 made sure that I went somewhere where they knew I was going to develop, and then they brought me back the next year. And then I made the team.
1: Knowing East. that you can get into the system that you could fit yeah. or they could, they could keep an eye on you, exactly. so see your development.
0: Exactly. But while I was there, um, Alexander Gikas is the coach. Amazing um, educator of the game. Uh, and I played for Ljubljana, um, which is in Slovenia, who were your league. But when I got there, man, I started to reverse engineer my career, right? I wanted to know okay, I, I know I'm not going to be able to play basketball for the rest of my life. Yeah. I want to play 10 years. That's my goal, let's play 10 years. You play 10 years. I yes. played exactly 10 years, I'll tell you about that also. Um, and then I know that I wanted to be in the business of basketball. I wanted to understand management, sports management. I wanted to understand uh, programming. I wanted to stand teaching the
1: game. You start taking notes while you're over there, start formulating a plan? I,
0: I honestly believe that I did not make it back to the NBA because I was so focused on learning everything else. Um, wow. because the talent was there, my IQ was there I, I understood basketball but I, the moment I made it, the desire to like keep fighting for that wasn't there anymore right
1: You had different things in mind I had
0: different things in mind but and I, I still played at a very high level so I, you know I, I, I was enjoying being you know the guy in Israel or, or, or Ukraine or you know Germany or whatever whichever country I was in. Um, but I was also able to see the multiple styles of development in those various countries.
1: Before you get into that, talk to me about what that did to your worldview. Mm-hmm. Playing in other countries, mm-hmm. seeing other cultures, walking the streets, eating the food, living the life. It was it,
0: man. It was honestly a goal for me to, to 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 basically embrace their their environment and not try to make it mine.
1: So for people who have never traveled or lived overseas, what did that do to you in like in a meaningful? like a specific and meaningful way?
0: It, it helped me to understand different cultures. And Why is that important? Because everybody's different. You know, if you're gonna be in this industry, man, you're talking about dealing with people from every country in the world or, or continent in the world. Yeah. And if they're coming here and they, and they and certain players don't understand our culture, I would love to be
1: able to help help them adapt and, and get used to being here. Okay, so, so you're watching as you travel in different countries and you play in different countries, you're watching their developmental systems yeah. and different. you're studying their differences, their similarities. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you find?
0: So, um, for example, the Serbian coaches, right, they're, like, known for, for being hard-nosed coaches in development. I, I really watched the, 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 the attention to detail, you know, like, every rep mattered. Uh, there's, there's, Is that right? It's every rep. Every, every rep had to be perfect or you're not going home.
1: And in terms of Serbia, is there uh, a remarkable Serbian player playing in the NBA today? <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And also Luka Luka Doncic uh, and Gorj Gor Dragic, Gor Dragic played for the team that I played for. Luka was like 12 years old. And Goran had just made it to the NBA the year so before I got you're there. You're
1: basically saying that without you, Luka wouldn't exist because he looked up to you? <laughs> he, he styled his game after you? <laughs> no, <laughs> he aspired I, to be you?
0: I actually, I actually was inspired by how they educated their players. What do you mean, educated? They, they, man, they teach them angles from, from day one. They teach them how
1: to read plays, um, spacing, how to play defense the right way. Uh, ball handling the read on the euro league 25 years ago wasn't that it was they're soft right these soft euros coming over once you get to the big leagues But that wasn't what your experience was
0: it it wasn't soft to me
1: by the way let's go back who is the most famous serbian player right now arguably had one of the most dominant nba finals ever yeah 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 but but now
0: so i've I've seen this before right like i'm watching the the european players coming over and, man, I'm not surprised at all, you know, because I watched that, that style of basketball. I mean, the, 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 the Spurs played a European style of basketball. 25 years ago. The Warriors
1: are now playing a European style of basketball. And, it, and if you notice— Wait, what do you mean by the Warriors? Because I know Pop obviously brought in Ginobili, mm-hmm. Parker, mm-hmm. and others. Where did Steve Kerr start? The fruit of the tree of Pop.
0: That style of basketball may have been in America, right? It may have been in, in different states, but it wasn't mainstream. Right.
1: Why not? Because was it considered... I
0: think I think we were a talent-based uh, uh, country. Right? Versus? Versus a team-based, right? Oh, wow. You, 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 you look at the style of a, a Michael Jordan versus the style of LeBron James, right? Before LeBron really became, you know, one of the greatest of all time, people would say, oh, he's too passive. But no, LeBron is, has played like he plays real basketball.
1: And To start from a position of someone who's not considered ball dominant or shooter and to be the all-time leading scorer is right and
0: it's and it's and he's doing it the right way his teams
1: are always in position to compete so lebron fashioned his game after the european game or you just mean he just meant he was fundamentally fundamentally sound and he may have had some influence from someone who played basketball the right way all right so are we as a country cheating our players i think
0: that we we i don't think everyone i don't think that people understand basketball the way it's supposed to be played. And I don't say everybody. I think that some of these, like some of the programs, right? I think they, they, they built the program. They built the team. It's for their kids in most cases, but then they don't, they don't know how to teach the game. And that to me is what I've noticed since I retired. Um, I think that there is, An opportunity now, if you watch the NBA, if people are still watching the NBA and modeling how they're coaching after the NBA, we have the opportunity now to really go back and start seeing the right way of teaching basketball.
1: Because the NBA is being played differently now? It's being played more team basketball now,
0: right? You still have your stars, but your stars are coming off screen. Steph Curry does not handle the ball the whole shot clock. You know what I mean? We're not giving the ball to Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan and just telling them to go make a play. The ball is moving, the players are moving, the axes are different, the reads are different. So these are things that I've been seeing for a really long time. So
1: you're overseas and your plan is starting to hatch in terms of what you're going to do after yeah. your professional career. Yeah.
0: So, so I started off, my first thing when I retired, um, remember I, I wanted to learn sports management. Yep. Um, I, I was my own agent for my last five years in my career.
1: The last five
0: years. Yeah, I, it, it, I gambled again, right? Like I was, I didn't get back to the NBA. <laughs> because I was really just trying to explore and see what, what I can get out of it myself from a knowledge standpoint. Was
1: that a difficult learning curve? Absolutely. But I, are, are you happy that you did it? Absolutely. You, which, why? Yeah.
0: Because I still have my mentors. Um, Aaron Mintz was my agent. I was with CAA. Yeah. He, although I wasn't represented by CAA any longer, you he could call me. him. Yep. Yeah, I could call him whenever I wanted. I wrote my own contracts, you know what I mean? And I would
1: have them proofread. You. Did you have a frame of reference? Did you look at other contracts? Did you? Yeah, so I would look at my previous contracts, yep. and then I would word certain things the way I wanted to. He would look at it, mark it up, make sure it sounded right, yeah. and then you would submit it? And I would submit so it. So you could keep all of your money? Absolutely. Was that the goal, to keep as yes. much money as possible? Yes. And as a byproduct of that, you learn some pretty fundamentally important parts 100%. of the business.
0: When, when I retired, my first project, um, I got contracted to build a sports agency um, out in San Antonio. And I did that before I built the
1: district. You were a basketball player, but ultimately you're an architect.
0: Yes.
1: That's Is that what your real thing is? My,
0: my social media handle says brand architect.
1: Oh, I know that. <laughs> I'm thinking larger architect, not yeah. just brand architect. Because yeah. yeah. you're well branded right now, but I'm yeah. talking about you're, you're building something, you're designing and building things. Yeah. That are bigger than just brands. Sure, because I, I I want to build something that outlasts me. Why is it the case? Because Ego, desire to give back.
0: Oh, desire to give back. I didn't have it, you know. I you're, when I was 12 years old, man, I was homeless. You know what I mean? So I didn't have this. I didn't know. I didn't know what who to call if you know to if I needed a meal, let alone go get some training. You know, so I wanted to be to create a community. Um, that that people can lean on and, and and have support like i look back man and my, my my seventh grade team has been together for a year and a half yeah. and they're all hanging out right now Like my son's team is our eighth grade team and they've been together since fifth grade they do everything together you know what i mean yeah. so like that to me is more important than, than a, a lot of the, the games
1: do you think your empathy is learned or is it innate um Man, I was in survival
0: mode for a long time. Yeah, you know. So it, I would say it was, it was learned. It was learned
1: because I, I had to fight for everything. At what point did you realize you didn't have to fight in the same way that you were going to be okay on some level? Um, because those wet cement years of your life that goes pretty deep. I yeah. mean, that that really informs behavior.
0: Yeah. So I, I would say like my third year as a pro. I think my third year as a pro. My son was born. Um, I had just left China. That was probably.
1: Huh? <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but I was there and Or do
1: you because you actually Responded to me saying do you speak Chinese so uh, maybe uh, you do <laughs> And you're telling me you don't subconsciously. Well played anyway I'm sorry go ahead
0: No but but it, it was my third year I think when my son Was born man it, it finally hit me that you know This is um, I'm in a position Now uh, where i don't have to really struggle or, or do those things anymore i'm on my third job i, I, I was home i came home from, from china to play for the defenders yeah um, and just had you know always had opportunity
1: the, the district, district. Mm-hmm. what are you building there ultimately i understand that it's a facility i understand that there's a music studio community. and community i built a city
0: i don't I like you know what i mean like i have i have a barbershop. I have a shoe store, I have a doctor, I have a chiropractor. Within that facility? Within, it's two facilities that are right across the street from each other. One facility has a half NBA court, and yeah. then it has a physical therapy and a full weight room.
1: Crow's nest upstairs, you can watch the whole thing?
0: That's the that's the one across the street. Okay, got it. That one has a full court, um, the barbershop, the studio, the shoe store. Uh, we're now building a, uh, a a cafe in the lobby.
1: You saw the iteration in Inglewood. You took your lessons learned overseas, lessons learned in the NBA.
0: And made a smaller version. My, my, my senior project was the size of this whole lot. And what I realized and learned is that when you build it too big,
1: right two top-heavy kids the same you
0: gotta maximize the square footage if you don't maximize the square footage you're in in trouble Ah, but if you have one goal that you have to put above all else what would it be i i I think i've been so focused on building uh, this this city this community um that that i i don't even think about anything else to be honest with you like my kids are going through this my wife is the coo you know what i mean like we have people that have been with us since the beginning. I know you have to go. I appreciate your time. Where can people find the district? The district is in Chassel, California. Uh, our social media handle is the.district,
1: D-S-T-R-K-T. Um, and that's how you're spelling it, too, for people who are listening only. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's where we are. I am so excited for you to be in this world and for you to succeed. I wish you the best. I appreciate it. I look forward to catching up to you uh, later in life and figuring out how things are going. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, brother.